And I'm going to tell you, I'm not knocking the Christian life because I think it's the greatest life ever. But I'm going to tell you, there's some days where it's not easy. There's just some days in the Christian life when, when, when it doesn't seem very comfortable. And Jesus never said that it would be comfortable. He never showed us in his life that it would be easy to live the Christian life. And we are called to be his disciples. And I preach and I, and I believe and with all my heart that this is the best life to live. But according to his word, he says that there will be hardships. And he gives reason for that. And we don't see in his word that it's easy to be a Christian and be a disciple of Christ. If you look at Paul, who was a, who was a great example of a Christian, probably the greatest example of a Christian next to Christ, his life was one disaster after another. Just one thing after another. And yet through Paul and through Paul's writings... We are able to see Christ better than probably any other writer in his word. Paul's writings have affected more people than most writers will in all of history. For centuries, people have been coming to know who Jesus Christ is through the writings of Paul and through watching his life. And so Paul was all about, he didn't get rich, he wasn't a bestseller, he didn't sell any, most all these things... You know, you ever notice that? Paul never published a book. Paul just wrote letters. Paul, Paul did not make a dime. He, he wrote most of the New Testament, and it's the, one of the be, it's the best-selling book of all time, and Paul didn't get anything. His family didn't get anything. Paul got nothing. He got no glory for that at all. Who got the glory for it? Jesus. And so we're able to see... Through the life of Paul, who Jesus is. And Paul lived this life and he just wanted God to use him. And some of us say, I want, and, and this morning again, I've just been preaching to the church for a couple, three weeks here. I don't know why, it's just the way God's got me going here. But we say in the church, and, and, I, and I believe that we, that we really think it and we want it to be so. We want, we want Jesus to be seen. We want when people look at our lives to be able to see who Jesus is. We want when people to look at our families that they were able to see who Jesus is. We want our culture to be changed and move more towards Jesus. We say it, but do we really want it? Is that what we really want? We say it, and we mean it sort of. We want Jesus to be made visible. We want people to see him. We want people to feel him. We want people to know Jesus. And I would say that most people would agree we're... But I, but I think we're operating in the midst of a Jesus shortage. If you ever watch the news or you look around or, or listen to the radio or anything, you, you don't hear a whole lot of Jesus. You hear a lot of bad news, you hear one bad thing after another and things like that. And, and you hear, well, man, well lot, you, you, but you hardly ever hear great continuous news of people getting saved and, and marriages being saved and, and young people coming to Jesus. And you never hear enough of that though, do you? Well, here are times of that. There's times of revival that spring up here and there, and we have times within the church that that happens, and we love those times, and we celebrate those times, but they don't happen enough, do they? 
Wouldn't you like to always have this continuous movement of God in the life of the church where we see Jesus moving every week like we saw last week? Wouldn't it be great that if all of our Sunday school classes, we could see Jesus moving in the lives of our people on a continuous basis? Wouldn't it be wonderful in the, in the community of Marshfield if we could see a, a moving of Jesus upon all the churches in our community and on our school and in, in our workplaces to where, to where it was a complete revival? But I'm telling you, I think we live in a Jesus shortage we live in a time when we see more of crime and, and more of uh, lives that are in trouble and more of, of lives that are making poor decisions and more of, of kids continuing to make wrong decisions and we see families breaking up and we see drugs and alcohol and all that stuff and we see more of death than we see of life. And you say, well, Pastor, that's a real bummer this morning. I'm just saying the way that it is. Wouldn't you like to see more Jesus? I would love to see more Jesus. I would love it when we go out into our community to see more people smiling. I would love to see more people on fire for God. I would like to see more people interested in people. I would like to see more people interested in the things that God is interested in. But too many times, that's not the way it is. And Paul says that we can live a life, though, that, that Jesus is seeing. Paul speaks that, that there, there is a way that, that we can live a life where Christ is made visible. If you, I was telling you about the, the new English translation. That's the way it says in, in the NIV. It says where Christ is revealed. I like the way that it says in the new English to, that Christ is made visible. I don't know, I think it means the same thing, but it, it, it helps me to see better. You ever had a loved one or a friend who just seemed like they could not see what you were trying to tell them? You try to tell them that you're following Christ and that, that he's made a great change in your life and he brings you peace and he brings you joy and, and he's having a, a great effect on your life and they just sit there and it's just like, cricket, cricket. And you look in their eyes and it's just dark and empty. And you would love to somehow be able to, to say, well, look at this and you'll be able to see and you'll know who Jesus is. And wouldn't that be wonderful to be able to do that? Wouldn't it be wonderful for, for Jesus to be revealed? I've got really good news this morning. In verses 10 and 11, Paul tells us what makes the life of Jesus visible. He says that there are some things that, that we can do in our lives that will make Jesus more visible to the people around us, that will make it easier for people to see who Jesus is. And Paul tells us what makes it visible. He, he makes it easy. It's like, it's, it's like black and white. For Jesus, to be, to, for Jesus to be visible to others, there are certain things that have to happen. And Paul tells us those things that have to happen. This is really good news for us. This gives me a lot of hope. This makes me know that there are some things that I can be part of that if I respond to God in a right way, that there are some things that can happen in my life that can make him more visible to the world around me. And if they would just see Jesus, then they might follow him, and there are some things that I can do to help that. So what is it that makes Jesus more visible? Would you do it? 
If you knew what it was this morning, if you knew what it was that made Jesus more visible to the people around you, if you knew what it was this morning that you could do that would make Jesus more visible to your family, more visible to your spouse, more visible to the people you go to school with, more visible to the people you work with, would you be interested in that? Would you say, what, what is that, Pastor? Because I would love for Jesus to be more visible. I would love for Jesus to be more visible in our community. Would you like for that to happen? I need to wake you up a little bit this morning. Because <laughs> I really don't believe you. <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love for that to happen? And so we as Christians have this hope and Jesus tells us what, and, and Paul tells us, in order for Jesus to be more visible, you have to have the death of Jesus. You say, what does that mean? Well, in order for, for Jesus to be known as who, who he was, we had to have the death of Jesus in order to have the life of Jesus. And so, and so the, the message of, of Jesus is always the cross. When you have the death of Jesus, then you have the resurrection of Jesus. And that's the story that we have. And we want people to see the resurrection of Jesus. And we have the hope of resurrection. No other, res- no other religion has a Savior who has died and come back from the dead. Everybody else follows somebody who at one time came up with and said, this is what we're going to believe, and then they died. But not us. We have, a, we have a Savior who came and said, this is what it is to follow and live, who, to live for God and follow Him with all that there is, and you can trust Him with your life now, and you can trust Him with your life for eternity, and just, I'm just going to show you how they killed Him, and He resurrected And he lives with God today. And so we know that we can have that if we follow him. All right? And so we have to have death. In order for the resurrection of power, the resurrection power of Jesus to be seen, there has to be death. Because you cannot have resurrection without death. All right? So in order for Jesus to be revealed, there has to be death of somehow. For the life of Jesus to be seen in you, for the life of Jesus to be resurrected in you, you have to die to self. Self has to die. The reason the life of Jesus is not seen enough in the world that we live in is because we refuse to die to ourself. He can't be seen unless we die to ourselves. And Paul says this. He said, Paul says, we who are alive, and I'm reading now the, the, the English translation, he says, we who are alive are constantly, in the, in the NIV it says always, but in the, in, the, in the English version it says, we are constantly being handed over to death. If we're alive in Christ, we're constantly being handed over to death. For Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal body. Well, we all said, after I made you feel guilty, that we wanted Jesus to be seen. We all said that. Yes, we want Jesus to be visible. We want Jesus to be seen where we're at. We want Jesus. That's what we want. That's what we want. Okay. And so if that's going to happen in your life, Paul says that we have to constantly die. That we are constantly being handed over to death. I looked up constantly on the merriamwebster.com and this is what it says. Happening all the time. 
a very over or very often over a period of time. It stays the same, not changing. Constantly means it's happening all the time. I breathe constantly. I never stop. I eat. Con- no, I'm. Well, I'm about six days sober on food. You can ask my wife. I've cut down big time. I'm about. I'm calling myself six days sober, but I could fall off at the sight of an apple fritter. I'm telling you, this morning there was one out there, and I wanted to take it. But Brian Hawkins was making fun of me for being so fat, so I didn't. But I breathe constantly. So that's, that's, that's how I can see this. If I'm, if I'm doing something constantly, I do it all the time. Paul says that if we are following Christ, that I am going to have to die to myself all the time. Well, now, who wants to do that? I don't. Because I like doing what I like to do. I know none of you do. I know you all are thinking about everybody else. And, but I like doing what I want to do. I like to eat what I want to eat. I like to spend my money on what I want to spend my money on. I, wanna, I like doing the things that I like doing when I like doing them. And I don't like to be bothered by my wife or my kids or the church or anything else. If I'm just being dead honest with the, with the old self of who, who I used to be, I just want to do what I want to do all the time. And if we turn ourselves over to ourselves, that's what we want to do. And we don't want people messing with us. We don't want people bothering us. We don't want people calling us. We, don't, we want to spend our money and do our thing all the time. And we want life to go the way we want it to go. If we were dead on us, that's what we want. But life isn't like that. You ever get in the middle of something and somebody calls you? And you're in the middle and you're working on something and somebody calls. And you're just mad at them before you even... They didn't know you were doing anything. You're, you're, I'll be up underneath a lawnmower or something. And I'll be working and I'm just about to get it right where I need to... Or you'll be in the middle of something. You'll be watching something on TV. Or you'll be in the middle of your show. Or you're... What? Cindy? <laughs> you know, I, why? Why does that bug us so much? Or maybe it's just me. I probably shouldn't tell you all these things. Maybe it's just me. Maybe you're like, oh, I, love, I got a phone call. <laughs> Some of you teenagers that way. But when you get old, you don't want to talk to everybody all the time. No. But I mean, you get busy. You get busy doing your stuff. In the middle, I hate, oh, I hate calling people that I know are busy. I, I hate bothering them. Because I, I know that they're in the middle of stuff. Sometimes, you know, because we got, you know, I, I deal with people on the board and Rob and, and Jason, and, and I know that they're, they've got things going and they're working. And, and sometimes I'll call them and they won't answer, and I'll be like, oh, they were busy. And, and I hate it. I hate it because I bothered them. Well, we like doing things the way we want to do it. And, and Paul says, though, that we constantly have to die out 
to self so that the life of Jesus can be seen. The Christian life is this constant. It's not one trip to the altar and, and I'm going to do everything that God wants me to do and, and, and this today, right now, this moment. It's this constant dying out. It's just... What I want doesn't matter anymore. Do you understand that? And that is hard to kill. Because our body and ourselves and our minds and everything in us, we want to do what we want to do. I mean, I, I told you, I'm, I've, I've, I have not beaten food. I haven't. But I am five days sober. But my body screams for that stuff. My wife made these things. I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you call those things? What's that beans you made yesterday? Settler's beans. And it's got every kind of bean in the planet. And it's got hamburger and 16 pounds of bacon. And it's got barbecue sauce and ketchup and mustard. I mean, it's... And you say, that sounds terrible. Oh. She made that yesterday morning. I had to sit and smell that stuff till 2.30 yesterday afternoon. And my body just screams for that. And if you don't think that I couldn't eat three or four bowls of that, you would be incorrect. I mean, usually I just crush that. Because my body just screams for it. It doesn't need it, but it wants it. So I just ate my one little bowl yesterday and all afternoon I, I mean she cooked it in a crock pot that big I could have sat down with a big spoon and knocked the whole thing out and I'm just sitting there all and my body just screamed our body what is it it's the sin nature in us and the word says that the word says that it can that, that the Holy Spirit is able to come and remove that sin nature, but Paul says we still have to continuously be on top of that and continuously be aware and not allow that to come back up. We have to continuously say no. We have to continuously die out. And does the Lord come and do a marvelous work in it? Yes, he does. Can he take the sin nature away from us? Yes, he does. But we also are a free agent, and we can always choose to do the wrong thing. And Paul says that that choice to do the wrong thing is constant, and that we have to die constantly. And we want to do what we want. And we want to, we have this desire in us to receive glory. We have this desire in us. As men, we want to be respected. As people, we want to be popular. We want to get attention. We want honor. And, and we have this desire to be known. And there's, this, and there's all this stuff that's in us to, 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 to get glory. I saw, I saw a newscast the other night of an award show. I got to tell you, I think that music and movie award shows are the dumbest thing ever, okay? I know I'm by myself. I got more amens on that than I did. Do we need more Jesus? What is wrong? I'm going to open up the altar. Let's all pray right now. But you're all right. 
That is the dumbest thing ever, okay? It's not enough for these people who are the most beautiful, wealthiest, influential people in the world. They have everything that everybody wants. And then they have to have an award show where they all gather together and tell each other how wonderful they are. It's not enough that you've got everything. I need a statue to remind me. It's the dumbest thing ever. So I'm watching this on the newscast. And these ladies, some television show, had won some award. And all these ladies are lined up there. And some guy comes up there and takes the microphone away from him. And I don't know, he mouths off some stupid something or another and then leaves. And one of them kicks him on the way out. And at the end of it, they were all like, this was our time. This was our time. We just did not get our... I'm like, you got 30 stinking minutes every day to speak to the whole world? And you're mad over 30 seconds that some guy took away from you? Why is that? Because, man, it's about us. It's about us. And we live in a world now where we don't have to wait for the news team to come and show our life on television. You know, when I was a kid, if you got on television, it was something great. I mean, either you'd done something great or you did something really bad, okay? Now you can put yourself on the YouTube. You can do, a, you can do an hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute broadcast of your whole life, and people do that. Because that feeds into to where we get the glory. And so we have to ask ourselves, and we, have to, we are constantly trying to have the spotlight. And Paul says, in order for Jesus... It, folks, we need to not be interested in my life being the spotlight. But how do, we talked about it. How do we get the spotlight on Jesus? How do, we, how do we get things pointing towards Jesus? Because that's what Paul says needs to be happening. We all agreed, and it took you a while to agree with me, but we all agreed it would be nice if we saw more Jesus. But why don't we see more Jesus? Because we're always like, hey, put the spotlight on me. Every time Jesus gets ready, we, we, we come over and get in the spotlight with him. I was watching a football game yesterday, and a guy was doing an interview, and some guy was behind him. Trying to get spotlight. And that's what we do in church or in life. Jesus comes and moves and... (laughs) That's what we do. We want in the spotlight. We We don't want to just say, hey, you just... I'll get over here. You just, you do your thing. We can't do it. We want to be in the spotlight. And so we have to start asking our questions. How do we let Jesus get in the front? How do we get to the place where I'm in the back and Jesus is in the front? What would that look like? I want you to ask yourself, what would it look like if, if in my, what would it take in my life? What's going to happen in my life so that Jesus is more visible? What would that look like in my home, in my marriage, in, in, in my work? And I'm going to tell you, I don't know. I don't know what you will have to do. The Holy Spirit will have to deal with, the, with you as he is dealing with me. Okay? But here are some questions to ask and to pray so that God can show you. So, and I'm going to tell you, what I think doesn't matter. But I want you to start asking some questions 
so that God can say to you, this is a way that I can be seen better in your life. Start asking you, is the things I have glorifying me or glorifying God? Or is my job, is my job, am I using the finances that God gives me to glorify myself, to to fund my life? Or am I using those things to fund God's endeavors? We're doing the, the financial peace. You know, a lot of people think that it's wrong to acquire wealth. It's not, as long as God's in control of it. It's not as long as God's doing what he wants to with it. But if we're just acquiring wealth for our own endeavors, that's wrong. And so we have to find, find out, how, is it, how, how do I die out so that God can use my money in a regular way or use my job in a regular way? Would people think... You know, I don't, I don't want to say that. I think, I think we worry more about what people think of us than what God thinks of us. We worry about what would people, and, and, and Dave Ramsey said this this morning, we, we think that if we, if we have stuff that people will look at us and go, they're awesome. Here's the deal, nobody cares if you have stuff. You know, if they really cared if you had stuff, they would buy you stuff so you would have it. You know how I know that no one cares that I have a really nice bass boat? It's because nobody's bought me one. If somebody really cared and said, you know, Pastor really needs that, he would be better off, somebody would buy me that. And that's a suggestion that I'm giving. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm really just being serious. No. (laughs) But, But if you really, but think about it. If people really cared... If people really cared about that stuff, they'd be saying, hey, you know, here, here you go. You need, to go. you need to go buy you a better car. That'd help you out. People don't care what you drive. They don't care where you live. They just love you. All right? But we think somehow, and we, and we do all these things, and hey, I've got caught up in the trap of it, and we want the glory to go to us. Is the way I use my resources making me better or making God more visible? That's a good way. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good question to ask yourself. I just thought of it. Is this helping me look better? Is this going towards my endeavors? Or is the use of my money making God visible? Now, does that, does that mean I take everything that I have and, and spend it all on God things and I don't take care of my family? No, you take care of your family. What's that going to, I mean, if, if your kids starve to death, that's not going to make, nobody's going to see Jesus in that, all right? So you take care, but you also, God will show you, and you say, okay, Pastor, what, how, how much do I give and, and what do I, I don't know, I don't care. But if you ask God, he will tell you, I promise you that. So we ask God, what do I do with what you've given to me? Second thing, how do I make God seen more? How is God going to be seen is how is God going to be more visible in my relationships? How's God going to be seen in my relationships? Think about it in your house. If your whole house revolves around you and what you want to do, 
How is God going to be seen in that? There, there have been times in my life when I get, I, I, I've got just consumed by stuff. And, and, and I mean, there's nothing, I, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to do this and you guys are going to have to do whatever you want to do because I'm going to get this done. I'm going to go sit in the woods or I'm going to go do this or I'm going to go whatever and I don't care if you've got something planned. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you, Jesus is not very visible in an attitude like that. Okay? And that can be a man, or that can be a woman, or that can be a kid, where you get so involved in all the things they're doing that you say, okay, we're going to do this, and it doesn't matter what anybody else wants to do, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be at this practice or at this game, and I've been there, and there's been some times when we said, okay, we're not going to be there because this isn't what we're going to do. There's a time when, when Luke was in, in basketball up at, at, at where he went to school at up there at NCA. And in order for him to get home in time for school, he had to skip half of the practice in order for him to do that. So I went to the coach before the season. I said, here's the deal. I said, uh, he's not going to be there. And if you have to take away his playing time or whatever that is, that's fine. I understand that. But he's leaving at this time of night so he can be home for church. And they said, yeah, that's fine, whatever. And that worked pretty good for a little while. And then one of the assistant coaches said something about it in front of the kids. And that Luke wasn't doing his part and he was leaving early and this kind of stuff. And I'm telling you, that crawled all over me. And it crawled all over his mother and she crawled all over me and then I had to go. So I, I went to this coach and I said, here's the deal. We had, we had a deal. This is the deal. And I said, and we talked about this. And I said, what has changed on this? And we came back to the understanding that it was. I said, look, if he don't get to play, that's fine. I said, but this is, the way, this is the way it has to be. Because to me, I didn't know how I could be the pastor of a church and my kids not be here. If I was putting, if I was putting that, if, if Luke was putting that in front of being here on church on Wednesday night, I didn't think that God was being seen in that. Does that make sense? And I don't know what that looks like in your house. I'm not telling you that's the answer for everybody. I have some opinions on that, but I'm not going to tell you what that is. But I'm telling you in my house, with my girls and with my boys, I was very... It just didn't seem like God was being seen if I put something else in front of him at church time. That was my house. So I want us to ask the questions in my home and in my relationships and in my activities and things like that. What do I do so that God can be seen? I got to thinking about the people who I really saw God in in my life. There was no woman in my church when I was a little kid. Her name was Tressie Simpson and she was really old. And then there was another lady named Fanny Lewis and she wasn't that old. But they were both my Sunday school teachers. And Tressie Simpson always had a full Sunday school lesson. And I didn't really, I don't think I noticed it so much then, but now I really see it. There ain't no telling how much time that old woman spent preparing for a Sunday school lesson. Fannie Lewis, and Cindy knows who I'm talking about, Fannie Lewis always had everything planned for a whole time that she was there for teaching Sunday school. My kids loved her. 
They loved her. I loved her. She was my teacher when I was little. I loved her. You know what I loved about her? I didn't see so much Fannie Lewis or Tressie Simpson. I saw Jesus in her because this woman, these two women set aside the things that they wanted to do. And every week at some time, I know they had to do this because we do it now and we understand. But at some time they said, you know, I would rather do this right now. But instead, I'm going to set aside this time to do what God would have me to do so that I can pour into the lives of some kids. They died to themselves. See, they could have said, you know, I'm going to do what I want to all week long. And I don't care about them kids at church, and I'm not going to give anything to the kids at church, and I'm not going to give time to the kids at church. I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, I wouldn't have seen Jesus in that. But I really saw it for about 45 minutes every Sunday. I saw that somebody had died to themselves and prepared a time for class. You know, it's your Sunday school teachers do the same thing. And most of the time you don't see it, or you don't notice it, or probably you just don't say it. You see it, but you don't think about it. You don't think about that sometime during the week they had to set aside time and die to themselves. And when they died to themselves and brought a lesson to your Sunday school class, who was seeing Jesus? Okay? In order for that to happen in our own homes, we have to die to ourselves. What would that look like in your home? What would dying to yourself look like in your home? Maybe it would look like turning off the TV and talking to your family. What would that look like if you turned off the TV and talked to your kids? You know they might... You know, Jesus might become a little more visible. What if dads, and I'm speaking to men because I know how we are, because of R1, we kind of sometimes get some things in our head that we want to do, and we don't think about anybody else. Now, sometimes those things are really important, and they have to be done. I'm not talking about those things, but sometimes we need to have some give. And your kids might see the love of Jesus if you died to your own desires and gave to them a little more. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing things out here. Fasting. Giving what I would eat. This is to me, okay? Instead of me feeding myself... I give so that somebody else could eat. Well, don't you think Jesus would be seen in that? What if, what if instead of me eating everything I can eat, I, I take that money and I give it to somebody else? Do you think Jesus would be seen in that? When we do our fasting things at church here, I mean, and we're getting ready. We raise money for the cars through fasting. Do you think Jesus is seen through that? I really hope so. I really hope that whoever wins these cars understand that somebody did not eat and they gave the money for that meal to go and buy a car so that you can drive around. Our church is not doing this in order so that we can get a bunch of people to come to church and so that a bunch of people can come. And, and, and We're doing this because people need cars and we want Jesus to become visible. That's, what we, that's why we're doing it. You say, is that the best way to do it? I don't know, but that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing right now. 
What would it look like in your home? What does it look like to die? What would you be willing to die in order for Jesus to be more visible, to be made more visible? might after a while start looking for ways. If Jesus started becoming more visible, you might after a while start looking for ways to die so that Jesus would be more visible. You might find out you like it. You might find out that you start saying, yeah, you know, I like doing that, but I really like Jesus being more visible. You know, I like doing this thing on my own, but you know, my kids really aren't so bad. I'd rather them see Jesus than do this. I've... I, I like doing this over here, but I would really like to spend a little more time preparing for my Sunday school lesson so that Jesus would be more visible. And Paul says that when you start doing this constantly, you know it becomes like breathing. I'm really good at breathing. I can do it all day long. I can do it in my sleep. I don't even need a machine to help me. Some of you need help breathing. You're not as good at it as I am. I'm good at it. All night. Or if you're my wife. I'm better than she is. I'm going to have to pay for that one. She couldn't pass it up. I'm gonna, that's not going to be good. But anyway. Yeah, I'm going to pay for that one. But it becomes where it's just the way you are and what if it was just the way you are all the time what if that's just the way we all were in our church do you think that would have any kind of uh, of of influence on our community at all i think it would you know the reason that jesus is not more visible in our community and in our culture and in our world is because the church won't die Because Paul says when we die, Jesus is made more visible. Well, we all said, after much prodding, we're not seeing much Jesus. We all said that. We're not seeing much Jesus. Well, Paul says when we die, Jesus becomes visible. So Jesus isn't visible. Why isn't he he visible? The church won't die. We won't die. We hold on. We, We want him to be seen, but I'll let somebody else show him. Because I really like doing what I like to do. And Paul says, I've got to die constantly. That's the only way that he is made visible. Jimmy and Lance, I want you to come. Here's your question this morning. Do I really want Jesus to be visible? Am I putting aside what I want so that Jesus will be made visible? We live in a world where we see lots of stuff, lots of images, lots of videos, lots of articles, news stories. We see, we are constantly, there's stuff all the time. But Jesus is not very visible. Everything else is, you see all kinds of stuff, but Jesus is not as visible as he should be. Paul tells us, the church, how to make Jesus seen. He says, here is the formula. This is what has to happen. In all my ambitious plans and goals and expectations, is my goal in life to make Jesus more visible for those around us? If it is, 
I have to die. I have to die so that Jesus is visible.